0: I'm Dr. Carlos Siracusa at Ryan Veterinary Hospital, and you are listening to the True Philadelphia podcast with Matt O'Donnell.
1: I've been thinking so much about what this pandemic is doing to us as humans and how it might change us. Animals too. Early on, especially in the first week of the stay-at-home order in Pennsylvania, I noticed my dog Bailey, an eight-year-old Shishan was a little spooked. You could just tell by his behavior that he knew something had changed, something was wrong, something was different, something was not good. I spoke to Dr. Carlos Siracusa about this. He works at Penn's Ryan Veterinary Hospital and studies animal behavior, animal stress, and animal aggression. What is going on with my dog Bailey with Dr. Carlos Siracusa in the True Philadelphia podcast. Dr. Carlos Siracusa, you work at Ryan Veterinary Hospital at Penn, and a lot of your work is in animal behavior, stress evaluation, and canine aggression. Kind of go through, uh, not quickly, but kind of summarize what some of the work you've been doing and what some of the things that you're trying to figure out right now when it comes to animal behavior.
0: Yeah, so most of our activity, as you were saying correctly, is clinical activity, so we uh, help... Mostly, not only, but mostly uh, people that uh, have um, dogs and cats uh, with uh, uh, behavioral problems. And for behavior problems, I mean either normal behaviors in animals that they don't fit very well in a, in a, in a human environment or uh, behaviors that are abnormal, that are pathological. And as I was saying, a large percent of, percentage of patients that we see, they do have some type of uh, anxiety-related problem, uh, which is uh, related to the environment, as, as we said before, uh, that they don't control, uh, b- but also related to their temperament, right? Their, their, their genetics, their early experience. So we try to help them to uh, go through these uh, uh, problems.
1: Bailey, come uh, here. I want you to meet Dr. Syracuse? Ah. Ugh. All right, doctor, so this is Bailey. <laughs> Say hi, Bailey. Uh, what's his name? His name is Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, he's a shishan and he loves treats and he knows he's going to get one because he's going to sit still for me. There you go, buddy.
0: <laughs> and what is your personal experience uh, in these days with Buddy?
1: So what we've discovered with Bailey is that he can be very sensitive when there's extreme change. And for instance, we had a bunch of windows done in our house and he wasn't right during the whole process. He didn't like it at all. And we saw similar behavior when the pandemic began and he noticed that, you know, me, for instance, I was around a little bit more than usual and everyone else was around and he didn't like it. And that's what caused me to reach out to you because i'm trying to explain why he's acting like this uh,
0: what uh, what do you mean for he didn't like it like what What was he what was he doing
1: he just would act strange sometimes lethargic sometimes he looked sp- suspicious of people okay. uh, and what we're doing and he would he would monitor what people are doing a little bit more mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's uh I got many calls uh, to begin with, I would say with friends that are having uh, problems, or at least they're observing changes in their uh, pets, but also clients that are uh, seeing, uh, well, you you have to consider that uh, many of our patients to begin with, they have uh, some anxiety related problems, right? So, uh, for our patients, it might be even more difficult than for the average dog. But it's, uh, uh, it's definitely challenging. It can be challenging for many, many cats.
1: So why do certain dogs get stressed out when they notice there is something different going on? Uh,
0: so they do uh, get stressed out because uh, there is a change, uh, a significant change, I would say, in the environment that to begin with, they have some problem controlling. What does this mean? It means that our pets, even if we love them, they are still captive animals, right? They can decide uh, that uh, w- when they can go outside. Uh, let's say that for them, uh, the the uh, stay at home condition, it's a permanent condition, unless we decide that they can go outside. So what happens in their life is that they they learn that we have a a a schedule right and they adjust to our schedule which becomes their schedule but again not because they choose so but because they don't have any other option so uh they adjust to our rhythm so they tend to be less active probably when we are away and more active when we are at home uh they adjust to a certain for dogs that go outside they adjust to a certain Schedule uh, for going outside, which also uh, let's not forget that the changes are not only in the inside environment. That is not only in the house, but also outside. Right? They're used to take walks outside at a specific time, and usually at this time certain things are happening. So there, there there is a certain amount of people. They might meet their uh, dog buddies. But even when they go outside now, probably that's changed. People might just look different, right, even just wearing a simple mask on our face it it takes away a lot of visual cues that the dogs were using to recognize people, uh, so they experience this change inside and outside and even if we are educated to think that our animals they do love uh, uh, human companionship because they are um domestic animals, domesticated animals. Uh, This is true, but this does not mean that they love or need an endless amount of human interaction, human companionship. And this is true for humans too. Uh, One of the uh, problems related to all being confined at home is that uh, our human to human relationship can be challenged, right? One thing is that you love someone. Another thing is if you live in a small apartment, uh, you just don't have your own personal spaces and your own moments to to, to come down. Uh, And this is magnified for dogs and cats, which again, they had to set their own routine according to our previous schedule. And then suddenly we decide then we are going to completely change the schedule, right? And completely invade their space because before, when nobody was home, at a certain time of the day, some spaces in the house, they were their safe spaces. Nobody was there. Uh, they could go there and just uh, uh, rest. Uh, but now it's not possible, especially for families, for example, that young kids, right? That. Uh, uh, definitely the environment of the kids, it's less stimulated. The 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 creature that they have around that moves around, that does interactive things like the friends do is probably now their dog. And so they are on top of the dog more than usual. And this can be overwhelming for dogs.
1: Sure. So, I mean, bottom line, they have their own territory in their own homes. Uh, and also they can get sick of us
0: uh yes yes it's a uh, uh it, it's uh it's this but i would say more than the territory because territory sometimes it it, it comes uh, for people with um, a a a meaning like something that they would defend it's not really defending their territories is is really having their safe spaces right so the spaces where they can just go and disconnect because no organism, no, no living being can stay constantly in a state of activation, right? Always listening to someone or always doing something. We all need our quiet time. And so we are, we have invaded their quiet spaces.
1: So my next question is why are they so sensitive to these things? Hey Bailey. And I guess that mainly it's just a survival type of mode for them, right?
0: Yes uh, this is a a, a response uh, that uh, has been selected by mother nature uh, to uh, allow all animals to cope with their environment and uh, even humans we do have the same type of response the same type of biological response which is called the stress response and uh, and this is the response that whenever there is a challenge or a threat or just a a, a stimulus that requires an action we need to activate our stress response Uh, our body needs to prepare for something Uh, and uh, and this is what happens to uh, uh, to us during our day Uh, so constantly we receive stimuli we are asked to be proactive uh, and to take an action, so this response is constantly active. We feel that uh, we are in this constant emotional arousal. And as a matter of fact, when we have a long working day, or even worse, a work a work day not 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 just long, but also that doesn't go as planned, like unpredictable, this increases our emotional arousal. So at night we feel exhausted not just physically, but also mentally. We need our quiet time. And this is exactly the same thing that that happens to dogs and cats and all animals. Our bodies are prepared to have times of actions that uh, in nature, it would have been um, when we needed to look for food or when we needed to defend ourselves from uh, predators. uh, And any activity, uh, that would require a lot of energy and a lot of uh, arousal, both physical and emotional, it activated the stress response. But then also uh, we had a lot of quiet time, at least uh, in our original life, no, not not in our modern life. Uh, and, and when we cannot have uh, these quiet times, our uh, body uh, uh, suffers and our mind suffers because the stress response is is chronically activated. It's always activated. And really, we exhaust our physical options. This is also what happens. It's really that our body cannot cannot cope with it. So there are natural mechanisms that uh, in an artificial environment, as it is both our modern life or our pet's life, which again, they are captive, uh, it can have a, a, a huge impact on uh, this natural response that was designated uh, to be activated and deactivated. If you look at animals that in, live in semi feral conditions, um, not necessarily what animals, I'm, I'm talking about dogs and cats, that they have the possibility uh, to, to live in uh, uh, conditions that are more similar to their natural condition, they do take a lot of resting time and they don't tend to be like our rest resting time like we are very active during the day then we go to sleep and we take eight uh, seven hours all in a row it's not like this for our animals they have a peak of activity uh, which usually corresponds with hunting and eating and playing Uh, playing can also be a surrogate for hunting because they don't do hunting in our apartments or houses and then they have a, a lower level of activity, and then they start again. Uh, so usually there are cycles. And, and when you are always around them, they can't have the cycles. They, they, are, they, they have to adjust to your rhythm. Again, they tend to be very intense during the day and much, much less intense at night.
1: So the best advice, doctor, I guess, is to give your pets space when they need it, right?
0: Absolutely, give space and give time. Uh, give give time. It means that uh, uh, y- you should try to keep as much as you can your daily schedule similar to what it used to be, and to make sure that that your pet has is uh, uh, or her quiet time. And and what does quiet time? Mean? Quiet time means basically that they can go to their safe spot uh which might be for some dogs a great, for other dogs is uh, uh is uh, is a little bad it might be a mat for my cat uh, it's a little igloo that she has that uh, uh, she she gets inside but when they are in their places they should not be disturbed uh just uh going and try to stimulate our animal when when it's trying to decrease this level of arousal is not good so give time, uh, 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 these intervals of time, and, and, and give space. Yeah, uh, make sure that uh, um, the safe spaces that you set for your pets, uh, they are at a reasonable distance from where the action in the house is. Um, so they should not be, I don't know, in the kids' room where where the kids spend many hours during the day right it should be i don't know in the kitchen so you are there lunch and dinner but then it's quieter during the day uh, but at the same time uh, keep in mind that uh, they are still social animals so they still need contact with us which usually is visual contact so it might be a place that is uh, distant enough to be quiet but at the same time that is easy for them to reach us when they want, like, like we do with people, right? You should empower people to start or finish an interaction as they please. And it's not because they are dominant, this has nothing to do with being dominant or we're running the house. It's just uh, living all together, not having the possibility to take uh, a break one from each other.
1: <laughs> well, listen. Uh, Bailey's been pretty good. I only had to give him three no, treats <laughs> to get him to, you know, sit with me here. Uh, I have to ask real quick: How is your cat Elsa doing in all of this? Is your cat noticing anything different?
0: She did at the very beginning. She did. Um, she was very um, confused. Uh, she uh, definitely. I saw that at the beginning. Her level of activity decreased a lot. Uh, so she was spending a lot of time uh, in her uh, uh, little bed, little uh, I that she has, uh, cave that, that she goes into. Um, and how I was seeing this, uh, it's because I saw that, for example, even the amount of hair or uh, the times that she was using the little balls had decreased. Uh, now she's doing much, much better. And actually, uh, her amount of activity has increased a lot. And I think it's actually higher than the usual level of activity. And she often comes uh, and uh, and wants to sit here with me and uh, uh, (laughs) help (laughs) with work. It's not always a lot of help. Uh, But yeah, now she has adjusted. I think she's uh, doing much, much better. But I also, I did, what, I, what we discussed before. I try to not interfere and just uh, leave her the possibility to choose uh, whatever she wants. And and I have to say for example she almost never leave, leaves the rooms where, where she used to be when I was not here because this is a safe space. So it's my responsibility to make sure that I do not disturb too much a safe space. <laughs>
1: Well, on behalf of Bailey and I, Dr. Carlos Siracusa, thanks so much for joining us on the True Philadelphia podcast. We appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, uh, I, I hope that uh, this stressful time for people and pets uh, will soon be gone. And uh, it's also uh, an important, teachable moment for us uh, to live uh, uh, better with our pets.
1: Bailey agrees. Ditto. Our thanks to Dr. Siracusa. Thanks to Bailey for enduring a long interview when he would have preferred to be sleeping on his normal spot on the couch. I'm Matt O'Donnell, and thanks to you as always for listening to the True Philadelphia Podcast.